Hi, everyone. This is Aisha and Julia. Welcome to Meet Me at the Bookstore, a podcast dedicated to all things bookish. Our intention is to create a cozy space to share our thoughts on the books we've read, the books we're currently reading, the books we're excited to read, and at the end of the day, simply share our love for books. Well, let's get into our topic of the week. Which is talk about bookish habits. Yeah. I think this this one is kind of, it's going to be a good mashup of different stuff. Yeah, a lot of different. In this episode. Bits. I mean, it will be a pretty, like, not, not personal, I think, but it'll give us, a, it'll give a good look into our psyche, I guess. Yeah. Some questions, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> be fun, yeah. Get to know us a little more and all our reading quirks, if you will. <laughs> I think that's what, it's just like a deeper dive into our quirks. Yeah. Um, should we go into current reads? Yes, um, I'll go first because I feel like I will talk less about my <laughs> current read. I'm reading The Girl and the Goddess, Stories and Poems of Divine Wisdom by Nikita Gill. And it's such a beautiful book. Nikita Gill is a beautiful storyteller, a beautiful poetess. Her writing is so, so lovely and it's what I aspire to write like. And her book takes place between Kashmir and Delhi and it's about this young girl coming into womanhood and it's it's just it's just really really beautiful and poignant and i highly recommend it actually i actually think mm-hmm. that you would really enjoy it and you should read it um but I'm, I'm really loving it and i'm excited to keep cracking on and similar to ruby cower she does the hand-drawn accompaniment okay and i think they're really great and um additive so i'm loving that as well well i'll add this to my list do, do that, do that. It's not like it's really going down, so might as <laughs> no. well keep adding to it. <laughs> That's nice, yeah. I, on the other hand, am reading a nonfiction book after quite some time. I'm reading The Defining Decade, Why Your 20s Matter So Much. And I'd seen it around for a while, but it was after you know coming up to New York and I was hanging out with a friend who talked about it that I realized, yeah, no, I should probably get to it, I think, sometime now, that maybe if I wanted to read it again while I'm still in my 20s. Funny story, I was in Georgetown a couple weeks ago, and I got stuck in a rainstorm, found refuge in a bookstore, and while I was walking around, they were so sweet. But, you know, they're so welcoming. They know people are there to stay dry, but, you know, there's, come in, come in, like, get out of the rain. So I ended up getting this at the store. I figured, you know, I really should get something. I'm trying to stay dry. So I got it. It's broken up into different sections. I think it's work, love, and then mind, body, and health. So I'm in the middle of the love section. It is interesting. I am definitely sitting with a book and a highlighter to mark down, you know, some interesting lines and passages. I do think, I mean, I'm not done yet, but this probably would be a book I would come back to later on for a reread. Other book I'm reading is a fantasy book. Started it last night and I read 70% of it in one sitting. Um, Wow. I know. It is fairly short. I think it's a short of 300 pages and- It's another, it's called Court of Dragons from Frost K. It is another book from the Bookish Box subscription. This is not an ad. I'm just saying that to our audience. And I read reviews of it online. And I think it's meant to be like an enemies to lovers, you know, forced marriage, all this kind of stuff. Of course, it has dragons with the title in it. But I think people are saying it was kind of a bit rushed. And I'm kind of seeing that because... I'm 70% in, but it's like really building it up. And I'm liking that the author's yeah. giving us a lot of explanation into the core, like what's happening, battles and whatnot. Yeah, but you're like, but I could tell it's going to, it's going to end soon. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, so happens, you're like, 
It doesn't make sense. What I want cannot happen in the amount that is left in the book. Exactly. Do you recommend it though? Sounds interesting. It's going well. It's definitely inspired by Scotland. It it is interesting. I mean, you've got them killed. So you've got, calling a main character with her red hair lass. I'm going to finish Court of Dragons today. Hopefully I'm trying to get in through some books before I go to Canada because I'm not going to travel with a book, physical book, because I know oh, I will I probably like buy something. Oh, I travel with a book? <laughs> no, I'm going to take my the iPad and read like on my Kindle, but I was like, I know I'm going to buy something. So oh, yeah. yes. let's anticipate for that. I love it. Like a small town bookstore. Oh, so cute. <laughs> But yep, that's where that's where I'm at. Let's get into our bookish habits. So for our audience, we're gonna cover, you know, different topics of what what time of the day we read, as Julie mentioned, travel habits, what we do when you visit a bookstore and some more. But yeah, what time of the day do you like reading? Honestly, any time of the day, anytime I can steal a chance. I'm definitely, I'm a big night reader. I've always been a big night reader, like before bed, it's the best thing. I'm still that person that loves scrolling on my phone before bed, which is horrible, but I can't seem to stop. So I've just given up, um, but I still need to read. So even if I spend an hour on my phone, I still need to read afterwards. So um, yeah, I love, love a good read before bed. So pre-COVID, you know, was going in the office five days a week, metroing in and out. And it'd just be too early on my way in to like read a book. So I had to have music to wake me up a bit. But on my way back is when I would read. So I always packed a book with me. Um, Now that I go in the office, like once in a while, I will pack it. I think it's just easier with the music. Uh, But it depends what book I'm reading. If I'm really into it, then yeah, you know, I whip it out of the book. Exactly. Whip, it out, whip it out of the bag and read it. You know, book it is. if it's a, if it's a good book, I'm reading that anywhere while I'm waiting in line at the deli, while, you know, mm-hmm. just anytime, anywhere. But I'm with you with, you know, being a nighttime reader. It's, I think for me, it's just easier. That is my, my way to wind down and relax. Yeah. Um, I did this, especially, you know, after work, you know, you're done, you've had dinner, you're ready for, like, you just get in bed and you're like, ah, me time. Yeah. And honestly, we'll talk about it in our post-COVID world and whatnot, because I don't have to wake up earlier, so I don't have to go to bed earlier. I honestly would be happy to get to bed at eight and read for two hours if I could. Yeah. Like, for both of us, our preference is nighttime. It kind of leads to where do you prefer reading in your home? Well, I mean, obviously the bed, which we've been saying, love, yeah. love sitting on my bed. It's very comfortable. But I will read anywhere. I mean, I read, I love the couch. I'll laze on my couch and read. The table while I'm eating, I'll read at the counter, you know, and I'll read on the toilet. I'll say it here. I don't know if I'll leave this in, but. I mean, I think it's a thing no one really talks about, but people are doing it. Everyone you know? does. Just like a little bit of time where, I mean, you want to occupy yourself. Because I, I read, like, I'll if I have 30 seconds, I'll read. <laughs> Time is precious. Time is yeah, precious. Yeah, I'll just, you know, any, all those little snatches, they, they can make a difference. So <laughs> read on the toilet, people. You might <laughs> you might uh, get your books done faster if that's something you wish to do. I'm with you about reading in bed. Um, that's what I, I was saying this earlier is that I think it's conducive, though, to me reading in a bad position for my body. It's bad for my back, my lower back, my upper glutes. Last night I was reading in bed and I was kind of you know it's like slouching under it's not good at all 
to be doing that, but it's hard because you're trying to get comfortable with a good book. Yeah, I mean, talking about uncomfortable positions when you're just reading, you know what I find kind of uncomfortable is when I go to the beach and I'm just on a towel because you either have to lay on your back and you cannot read yeah. a book laying on your back because you, you just hold the book in front of your face. I'm going to drop that on my face. Or you have to read laying on your stomach. Then it's you're a on your arm elbow. workout. Yeah, the sand's digging into you, and then my back hurts from being in yeah. that position. Yeah, so I'm like, it's so frustrating. That, that's actually a at the good beach reminder. Like the best. Reading at the beach, or I think at, even at the pool, poolside, if you think about those sunbeds, right, it's good if you can angle it a certain way, right, so then you can hold yeah. the book in front of you. But I remember doing this in Saudi, if it'd be sunny, I would flip over, but have it flat so that I could just have my book on the floor. I mean, you would <laughs> like, like just look flip through the things? Well, you, you could look through or you just moved your head up to the, the tip of it, right? Oh. And then you could just like, oh. you know how you're saying like instant reading on your stomach, right? Yeah. But I wouldn't have to be supporting my forearms. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's, that's a good tip. That's a good tip. I'll, uh, I'll look into that. <laughs> Anything to make my life a little easier. <laughs> how many books do you typically read? At the same time. I usually read one book if it's a fiction book because I'm very engrossed in it. Like I just mm-hmm. like to read that one book. But I always have a multitude of nonfiction books going on in the background. So I've always just got a bunch of books going on in the background where at any point in time I have a lot of things I can just pick up and start reading. So yeah, definitely multiple, but typically for the most part, one whole... I'm making this harder than it is, but... I think I think you get the gist. Would you say like it depends on the book? Yes, it depends on the book. If it's a very en- engrossing book, it's I just read that one book. Mm-hmm. But I still have a bunch. Of, even now, like there's just a lot of nonfiction books that I'm halfway through. And at any point in time, I can just pick it up if I just want a little break. You know, makes sense. I yeah. I think for me, beginning of last year, end of 2020, is when I started reading two books at the same time, and that has been a game changer for me because I've just gone through my physical TBR a lot faster. And I'm not saying that is the all-time goal or the best way to do it. Like, it's just what works for me. But what I always do is one fantasy and then one something else. It could be fiction, nonfiction, whatever. Um, But a fantasy is a must. I just have so many. And then I have a book subscription for fantasy books. So they're just piling on. But it was just a good way also to take a break from the nonfiction reads because sometimes, even at the fiction reads, sometimes the books were just slow, but I it had to get slow. through it. Yeah. And so it'd be a good break and kind of reward to say, okay, two chapters of this, and then I'm going to go to this fun fantasy book. Exactly. Um, yeah. The but then sometimes you know, like it's, it's yeah. a good break, but also sometimes I would get so sucked into it that I'd, I'd have to stop myself and say, nope go to this book because I've done too much of this, like separate it out of it. Um, So I I like it a lot doing it that way. It has helped get through some of my books. Um, That's fun that you do with fantasy and and then just anything else. I didn't realize that's how you did it. I mean, so what I was doing when I was reading part of the Ember and the Ashes series and it's about I was reading Persuasion at the same time. Persuasion took me two weeks to go through, but it helped having some other book on the side because I've been okay two chapters persuasion then I'm gonna go here then go back read two more chapters here so then you can come back to this you read two books at the same time you really read two books at the same time for me (laughs) I just have books laying around that I could pick up I wanted to like I said I have so many physical books that I need to get through because I have new series 
but no, two two books I think is what works for me. I do recommend it as if people are looking for trying to get through books faster or hitting reading goals or whatnot. It does help me. It could help others. Yeah. Yeah, balancing out nonfiction, fiction, fantasy. You can't tell I'm obsessed with fantasy. (laughs) No, I love it. It's honestly I should I'm so inspired. It's it's my favorite genre and for so long I I wasn't super into it. But now I have rediscovered my love. It it does take, you know, certain books to get you back into because I know post-college, I don't think I was reading fantasy. I was reading a lot of just plain fiction. I think TikTok really helped. BookTok really helped with the... I think so too, yeah. The promotion of Mm -hmm. these fantasy books and the way people are describing certain things that happen. excited to to Exactly. I mean, my list is so long because of that next question bookmarks what do we use um i have a proper bookmark i bought from waterstones but sometimes i just can't find it so i've been using those extra tarot cards that came the art prints that came in my deck so i've been using that i'll use a sticky note if i literally whatever i can't find so if i can't find you know that bookmark i will toss something in there because whatever you know say if you forgot to go somewhere like something's pinging all that someone's calling you just toss in what you can just to save that spot i'm not really good at trying to find it again unless you know i saw the page number and i remember it somewhere in booksta there is a thing what what bookmark have you used that wasn't an actual bookmark and i said a sheet of toilet paper and someone's like hopefully not used and i'm just thinking who the hell is throwing in a used tissue no please that's toilet paper into a book i'd rather lose my page than do that I mean, I've never, I don't think I've used even clean toilet paper. I have quite a few bookmarks, just like the, like, um, like the paper. Oh, those paper ones. Yeah. yeah. Paper ones, which are great. That's what I usually use. When I was younger, I used to have really nice, fan, like fancy mm-hmm. bookmarks, which are honestly so fun to use. But I guess as I grew up, I just became more irresponsible and lose everything. But you know, they were so nice. They had like the bookmarks with the, the long string with, bobbles on it or you know the nice clips anyways i had some nice ones growing up but now i just yeah use the paper ones or i'll just yeah use anything i'll use pencils notes but honestly yeah i'll use my memory <laughs> if it comes down to it I'll if it com- that's that's last option there no i <laughs> I, I get what you're saying about having nice bookmarks because i had a lot of nice ones when i was younger i remember having a metal one with like a chain yeah. little yeah. beads to it um, I have one, my eye on one in Etsy, a leather one, where yeah. I can get it monogrammed. Oh, I really just want to treat myself to a nice bookmark. Do you annotate your books? So I do not. I almost never annotate. I make a lot of mental notes, if you want. And the thing is, so whenever something in a book catches my eye, or it's it's a really beautiful turn of phrase or anything like that, I'll mark it down in my notes, or if it inspires a train of thought I might mark that down in my own personal notes but I really don't annotate I don't annotate on the book which horrifies me I mean I guess when I was in school I definitely did because we yeah. had to but I don't anymore and I don't even annotate really on sticky notes except for one book and that book is Metropolis and I'm not sure if I've talked about it on here it's an incredible book about the history of humankind told through the the history of cities and starting from the first cities in the world all the way till present day. And it is 
the most interesting book I've ever read. There's so much information and I'm such a big history buff and I love ancient civilizations especially. So this book is just chock full of my sticky notes. And that is the one book in my entire life I've ever sticky noted and annotated. I am with you with not wanting to mark books. They are my treasures, but I will use sticky tabs to mark things that maybe like a spicy scene or, you know, a cute line. Um, yeah, I'll be honest. I, I mark, I've been doing that since middle school in the Hush Hush series. I've thought about this, you know, recently where I want to go back to look at my Hush Hush books where I did mark it. I think if anything, if you do reread it, it'd be funny to see what you marked. That is true. Because I read these books back in middle school to high school. Oh God, so yeah, I want to know what there's a 10 There's a 10 year <laughs> difference right there. 10 year plus maybe. So it would be for, I think, entertainment. Yeah. I think I just don't have time to reread some of my books because there's just so many. No, exactly. Yeah. New ones. <laughs> um, and this is all for physical books. If I'm reading on my Kindle, obviously it's easier to highlight it because you're not, in my mind, I'm not damaging a book. Right. You know, I'm not changing in any way do you sit with anything when you're reading um no <laughs> just <laughs> i just pick up my book and i read but if anything so i don't love reading with my phone because then i can get distracted right and then go on my phone but then when i don't have my phone that'll be the time where i've come across something where mm-hmm. i want to look it up and then i can't <laughs> So yeah, sometimes it's nice to have my phone because sometimes it is good to look up certain words or certain mm-hmm. idea, like certain things, places, references that I'm not aware of. So it's nice to look that up. But yeah, that's that's really all that I would have. I I'm with you about the phone. I think for me, it's you know if you have questions, you want to look it up. For me, it's where I take my notes a little bit easier depending what book it is like right now the defining decade i'm sitting with a pen and highlighter otherwise i typically wouldn't sit with a pen or highlighter but i probably would sit with the sticky tabs if i know it's a book i want to start tabbing or like you know if i start taking pictures of quotes or passages that's when i realize no you should probably sit with that instead of having a huge photo album of just pages you know because i do that actually i actually um And I guess this is another reason why I have my phone. I do and I will take pictures of pages when I really like a passage or Mm -hmm. a phrase. Maybe I should just tab it because it's not as if I look through my photo album either. (laughs) I think, I mean, it's like good to have both. It's like if you don't have the sticky tab, take the picture, right? Maybe try and take the page number if you, even if it's just a line, it'll help. But I think for me, it's just easier if you did want to flip back to the book and be like, what was that quote I liked? you can then find it on the tab yeah. instead of scrolling on your phone for it. I know. Honestly, no, it's so true. And I think, you know, maybe it will it would be a good habit to pick up. It might be a nice thing for me to start doing. So we shall see. <laughs> oh, I like this next one. So how do you organize your bookshelves? Um, so I split my books between what I have read and what I, and then my TBR. So what I have read, they are on these shelves and, my office organized alphabetically by author it's just easier for me to find the book I'm looking for this is my version of a library you know easy to find this book or that but the books on my TBR they're split over two shelves and there is no organization to that level if you're part of a series you're together obviously but it's not say fantasy books on one shelf and fiction and non-fantasy another it's just kind of spread out whatever fits where really 
Yeah, no rhyme or reason. I'll talk about, I mean, so my flat in New York, my books have absolutely no rhyme or reason. I have so little shelf space that I've just put them where they fit. I have books on my actual shelves. I have books on my windowsill. I have books in piles on my floor. Aesthetic piles on my floor. <laughs> it is. So you have an aesthetic look with your with your books. Thank you. Um, but yeah, there's just no... I have a lot of books, but it's not a crazy number of books where I can't find what I'm looking for. And I'm all... Oh my god, so I'm a spines out girl. I've seen horrifying photos on Pinterest of people <laughs> stacking their bookshelves with the, the page side out. So it's really cool. It, it gives this nice effect of it's all like white, right? Because all the pages and it's an interesting effect. Never. I that, don't get that's that. like out of I don't my get nightmares. Because <laughs> you so can't sense. see what book it is. It's nightmarish. Um, I don't get that. No. And then at home, so I have at my parents' house, we have a library where I have all my books. And <laughs> I guess since they moved recently, I still have yet to properly organize a new house. But at our old house, I organized it and it was beautifully done. I was so proud of it. And I, I really thought I did something there. But then I realized I just organized it by my favorites. <laughs> So literally my favorite books, it was three floor-to-ceiling shelves. And then the middle one had all my favorite books at my eye level. And then the row above and the row beneath that as well. So I just, yeah, the books I liked were where I could see them. Essentially, that's how I organized it. It it makes sense, though. It does. And especially for me, because I'm shorter, my eye level was just maybe a little shorter than other people's so it just it it made a big difference or it was very important to me that I organized it the way I did (laughs) it is interesting how people organize such shelves because I've seen people do it by color you do it by favorites I know people who who break it down by genre I think for me doing it alphabetically was enough effort that I don't want to do it by genre and then alphabetize it that way um that's fair um I guess also within my favorites, I would also organize books by <laughs> how similar they are to each other. So I had a lot of Sophie Kinsella next to each other, mm-hmm. and then I would have the Cecilia Ahern next to them, and then other rom com books next to those. And then I would have, you know, a mystery section, my Agatha Christie, my P.D. James, etc. So yeah, there was definitely a lot of thought, and there is a lot of thought to when I organize books properly, but it's just never alphabetical. <laughs> When you travel, do you take books? And when I say travel, is this like commuting, running errands, actual vacation travel? What are your habits? Yes. So I'll say this. If I am leaving my house (laughs) 90% of the time, I will have a book with me. If I am going somewhere far enough, aka across the street, to carry a tote bag, there will be a book in it. You never know where, again, there might be a second. I am a person, 30 seconds, one minute. I will whip out a book. For example, if I am waiting for my bagel, whip out a book. That's a lot healthier. I mean, I don't want to say healthier, but... I don't know. A different mindset than scrolling through your phone, right? Because, like, that's yes. what I would do. I mean, is, like, the better phone. alternative would just be present and fully present and aware of your surroundings, which I also try to do. But, yes, it is better than scrolling on my phone for me because I already scroll way too much but for sure traveling is a big I'm a big book person when I commute on the train waiting for the train for sure if I'm waiting for an elevator I'm reading my book 
Okay, I'm micro reading, guys. I'm starting a new trend: micro reading. Hashtag micro reading. Hashtag micro reading. I love reading on the go and on vacation. I always it's it's like a big thing. What book am I gonna take? And so I'm always again. I'm always in the middle of a book. I'm never not in the middle of a book. So when I go on vacation, I have to obviously take the book that I'm in the middle of. And then because I'm already in the middle of it, I'm gonna finish it soon. So I always have to take another book. So it's a big decision, like what two books do I want to take? And then I have to make sure you know the books can't be too heavy. So paperback is preferred. And then I don't want them to be too thick because then it's annoying to carry around. But then mm-hmm. if it's too thin, I'll finish it. So you know, a lot of thought goes in there. And of course, I can always buy a book on vacation. I'm I'm there with you on on the travel aspect of vacation where if I'm in the middle of a book, I'll just take that because I mean, all the places I've traveled to have recently were, you know, say if I'm going to England, I already have so many books there. I know I'm going to buy books. So I'll just take one with me if I'm in the middle of it. To be fair, I don't read on my flight because I have an overnight no. flight. My oh. flight doesn't leave like till night, like 10. So I'm eating my food if they give it and then I'm sleeping. Oh, wow. Um, but see, I will read... Even like if it's a night flight, I'll try to. I do want to sleep, but I will read while first of all while I'm waiting, while I'm in the line. Fair. When I sit down and you know the lights are on and they're you know you're waiting for everyone and you're waiting to take off, I'll read then. I'm telling you, micro moments are key. (laughs) I thought you were saying it's micro reading, right? Micro reading. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Even when I came up to to visit you, I think. I didn't bring a book. I brought my Kindle because I just I didn't want to have too much with me. I, it's because I had three freaking laptops also. So I had to pick and choose. I knew I was going to get a book. And I did. I got. I think I got two books. So I was planning for that. But I've taken my Kindle at times and I've gone to the, to the mall knowing I was going to maybe go sit somewhere and eat. And it's just easier because, I mean... No one in Barnes and Nobles is really going to stop me, but I don't want to give them the chance to be like, you took this from our store. Yeah, I, mean, I always think about like, that. That I, always kind of scares me. I walk bookstores with a book in my bag that I probably bought at that bookstore as well. But when you mention restaurant, that's a good one. I always bring a book to restaurant. And sometimes I will not eat at a certain restaurant because the lighting is so dim that I can't read. And that really pees me because I love dining by myself. And when I dine by myself, I will be reading. What are your habits when you go into a bookstore? Like, where do you go to first? Yeah, so when I walk into a bookstore, I I don't get very far. <laughs> I'm immediately <laughs> distracted by all the little tables and displays. I love that stuff. I, um, I think bookstores do a great job with all their displays and for good reason I love seeing what they've put out I love the staff recommendations I think it just breaks down what's available in a more palatable way it's easier to see what's out there I'll reference at least the Barnes and Nobles that's where I've gone to physically gone into recently where I think with the rise of TikTok they've really places that sell books have really changed their marketing game to oh I see it on book talk or um, spicy reads you know so I think yeah. it, it has hel- it definitely has helped bookstores I, I know Barnes and Noble said TikTok has helped with the in- increase of book sales wow. um, I went to a secondhand really? bookstore on Friday and like wow. they you know Way to go. especially when things 
when things are put on screen, there's a whole table of Bridgerton books, you know? Yeah. Or the, there, there will be, like, you know, as seen on You're TikTok. so right, yeah. So with Barbie, it, it, it does help. Yeah. But it helps yeah. breaking it up because then you could say, oh, I saw that on TikTok. Exactly, yeah. And you, you can see easily. it there. Yeah, no, that's quite fun. Going back to, you know, the bookstores, I do love just, even though I have to have quite a bit of time to be able to do this, but I do love just scanning the shelves. Mm-hmm. And that's just, that's classic. It just, I scan and scan. I'm a little, I think, different than you when it comes to the bookstore. I think for me, it depends if I have an agenda for what I'm going in. So if I know what book I want, or if I'm looking for something specifically, I'll go straight there. And if I happen to see something that picks my eye, it's a pretty cover, I'll take a picture of it. Yeah. Barnes & Noble, I'm a little, it depends, like, the mood. If I really want to buy books, I'll take time. Sometimes I just like to go see what they have for the buy one, get one 50 oh, yeah. or like, oh, yeah, you know, yeah. what where they're saying the top books of the month or whatever. It's nice yeah, to see all what they have. I know. I love just walking into a bookstore and just seeing what's mm-hmm. there, you know. Because... When we were younger, that's how I got a lot of really random I books. That, those were um, the good old days. That's how I found all my books, just by browsing. And that's what I'm saying. Even though now I still love doing that and I'll, I've, I've found so many good books and I still find good books just by random browsing or randomly browsing the shelves of recommendations or, you know, whatever displays the bookstore has out there. But I do always have a list in the back of my mind of books I want to read. The thing is, sometimes the books I want to read are really niche and I just... Mm-hmm. They're not at the bookstores near me, so I can't find them anyways. Um, so, so I'm buying other books, and I still have these, you know, certain books yeah. in my TBR, and then it just builds and builds. I think what it is also, our TBR is so long because of access to the internet, Netflix. social media, yeah. right? TikTok is inundating oh, yeah. us with oh, yeah. so many recommendations exactly. that sometimes those are getting prioritized over us just having a look and thinking, oh, this is an interesting, I'll be honest, yes, I do sometimes go for the covers. This is an interesting cover or that is a a POC author, kind of interesting. What is this about? So I feel like there's pros and cons to both, but I do kind of miss just walking in and thinking, what is this book? This is really random. That's how I found really random books. Simpler times. (laughs) Let's wrap this up with our final question. What is your most toxic bookish trait, would you say? I've been called out on this many times by Danielle, and I do this sometimes with TV shows, but with books, I think it's maybe slightly worse. I will sometimes see spoilers because I will look up something on my phone because I just have to know something. It might be fan art or I don't know what nonsense, but I'll see a spoiler. And this is usually about a book series. So I might be, say, if I'm looking up about, I say hypothetically, book one of a series, fan art, and then I will see so-and-so died. And I just think, oh my god, how am I supposed to keep reading knowing that Bob Joe died? Why did I look up fan art when I just wanted to see something else? <laughs> now I've learned how to be really specific. I'll add, add parameters so I don't see something else or try to train my eyes to quickly see something else but that is my toxic trait is spoiling books yeah that's so funny unintentionally yeah i haven't had that issue i have no desire to look at fan art the very end which i did with but my biggest toxic bookish trait is that it's so hard for me to not go into a bookstore and then hard for me to not buy a book at a bookstore although i think 
right now it's I've had a period of time where it's been better. I think I do go through phases, to be honest, of when I'm just constantly buying books and then I have to stop for a while. But yeah, that's that's my big one, and it it comes down to yes, it's not you know the greatest. I mean. No, it is a good way to spend my money. I'll say that. But I just have no space for books anymore. I have to stop buying books. I can't, I don't know what to do with them. That's a good excuse, I suppose. (laughs) Yeah, that's, yeah, the small living space probs. I did want to share an anecdote when you're talking about micro-reading. Yeah, Um, (laughs) exactly. This is a great example of micro-reading. Back in Saudi, I live really close to the elementary school, so you're always seeing kids walking by. And there's this one girl who was micro-reading, always walking home, reading her book. Yeah. And I heard this through a family friend who lived near this girl. And she had said, this girl has fallen down so many times from crossing the street or whatnot because she was just reading her book and so engrossed in it. And I applaud her so much for her I'm dedication. Inspired. For micro-reading, but also please be careful when micro-reading. Yeah, don't read while you walk. Please, please get, don't like get hit by a car or something. Be careful. Yeah. Um, but I, I do think I, I do think it's sweet it, though. But yeah, I wanted to share that example of micro-reading yeah, for our goal. audience. I'm so happy we're starting this trend. <laughs> please tag me in hashtag micro-reading. <laughs> if you ever um, post a little photo of you partaking as we wrap up to our audience what are your bookish habits do you have any toxic bookish traits and what are your favorite times to micro read we want to thank you for joining us today and hope that you will continue on this bookish journey with us don't forget to rate and follow us on spotify